0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another edition, another episode of the Selling Greenville podcast. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina. And today we're going to be talking about renting in the upstate versus owning in the upstate. There's a big debate. uh, If you talk to any financial counselors out there, and I am not one of those, right? I'm just a realtor. Um, so, don't come to me for financial counseling, but I've read books by financial counselors, by people like Dave Ramsey. Um, and there is a debate out there whether it is better to rent or whether it's better to own. And that is what we are going to discuss today, specific to the Greenville and the upstate real estate market. But before we get into that, real quick, a little bit of housekeeping. As always, you can find all of my contact information in the show notes. My phone number is there. My email address is there. I'd love to talk to you if you have any real estate needs or you know someone else that might. I'd love to find out, um, and I'd love to just shoot the breeze. If you want to talk about the podcast, if you want to just catch up, whatever the case may be, um, all of my information, if you don't already have it, it is in the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And one more thing, please, if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it so you don't miss future episodes please give us a rating or review as well. That really helps us, um, helps to get this podcast out to more people, helps to stay relevant in Apple um, and Spotify and whatnot and their algorithms. So I would appreciate if you guys could go ahead and do that. That really helps us to get the show out to as many people as possible. So again, back to um, our topic at hand here, we are discussing renting versus owning. And I'm sure... Um, probably most of the people listening to this podcast have done a little bit of both. My story, um, when I graduated college, I immediately uh, entered the workforce. I was not a realtor back then. Um, I kind of had uh, a corporate slash small business uh, type of job in corporate transportation. And um, I rented right away. It, It did not make sense for me to be a homeowner. I wasn't A, able to uh, qualify for a mortgage. Uh, That was back in 2008 during the Great Recession, as many of you know. I wasn't able to qualify for a mortgage. I wasn't sure how long I was going to stay in Greenville at that time, uh, which was where I went to college. And uh, so I rented for a couple of years. Eventually, um, after uh, a couple of years of renting, getting married, having a kid, I realized, you know what, I think it's time for us to... Uh, to leave the rental for us to get our own house, the uh, apartment that my wife and I were renting at that time, we had an awful neighbor below us um, who every time our infant daughter cried would actually bang on the ceiling to uh, let us know that that was unacceptable, that, uh, that this lady uh, needed to be working or sleeping or whatever it was that she was doing uh, all day and all night any time our daughter cried, We heard from it from her, and um, and you know I've heard a lot of people when I've told the story say, well, I would have just done this or just done that. Well, uh, it's easier said than done uh, when you've got a, a neighbor that you've got to to coexist with. The simplest for us, we had only been we only had a few months left on our lease, was just to hold the peace, keep the peace, and then we moved out of there as soon as we could. Um, And that's when we finally became homeowners, we bought a fixer upper, we lived in there for a while, Um, we really completely renovated that property. And then uh, this past year, uh, actually was uh, the first time since then that that we moved. And so now we're in Greer, South Carolina, uh, not very far away from the airport, we love it out here as well, still in Greenville County. Um, Most of you know Greer is kind of split between Greenville and Spartanburg County. Um, But that's kind of our story. Um, Renting made sense for a time. Eventually, home ownership made a lot more sense. It gave us the ability to have more control over what we were doing, what we were doing with our property, more control over our neighbors, in in a sense, Um, the place that we ended up at back then. We were on about a third of an acre lot, so we had plenty of room. We we were not having people banging on our on our walls or our uh, ceiling or floor or whatever it may be, trying to remind us that um, you know that our child was crying because she had a hard time comforting herself to go to sleep. Um, that is neither here nor there. You're wondering what is it like to rent versus own in Greenville, South Carolina, and this is something that. I have heard people from all over the country talk about the Greenville market and say how astonished they are at how expensive it is to rent around here. And that's interesting to me, right? Because it's one thing if you're coming from, you know, like Landrum, or if you're coming from somewhere else in South Carolina, or, or, you know, maybe coming from North Carolina down here, or or coming from Georgia over here, and uh, we're in close proximity, but I'm saying I've heard people from the West Coast say that Greenville rents are expensive. I've heard people from places like Arizona and Utah say that, that they feel like the rental market here is expensive, people from the Northeast. And so obviously we don't compete with uh, New York City or San Francisco or LA, those type of, of rental markets. And even in Charlotte, uh, you know, if you go to Charlotte, North Carolina, really any major, major metropolis, Rents are going to be uh, disproportionately high. But given the size of Greenville, Greenville City, uh, last I checked, I think it was around 70,000 uh, was the population of, uh, of Greenville City. Now, Greenville County is much bigger than that. Greenville County is closer to half a million. Um, but um, given that size, um, really rents are... Uh, are a lot higher than you would expect it to. Actually, I had um, someone that visited from Denver not too long ago, and I was showing him some houses, showing him some numbers, and he was like, this is just like Denver. Um, and that was, that was kind of astonishing to me. Um, but we have a disparity in the market between renting and owning. And what I mean by that is there is actually financially a point at which it makes sense to rent and financially where it makes sense to own here are some numbers that i ran and actually let me explain how i ran these numbers first i got all my data from the mls the multiple listing service this is where realtors enter listings enter data etc etc it's our little secret black hole that uh that only we have access to and um we can actually enter Uh, homes, properties for rent in there, just like we can for sale. And so there is some data on rentals in there that can be uh, very helpful. So what I did was I pulled the past six months, what properties uh, have been rented the past six months, what those numbers looked like. And then I pulled comparable data from sales in the same neighborhood. So I filtered out uh, properties that were in areas I, I didn't have, you know, Thirty hours this week to analyze this data. I actually, I spent quite a bit of time, but I didn't have the entire week to, to analyze it. So I filtered out all the properties that weren't in some type of a subdivision, something or another that didn't have some type of subdivision label. That filtered out a large portion of the ones but gave me all the ones that were still in subdivisions. And my thinking there is that properties that are within some sort of subdivision or, or general region are going to have some consistency in terms of what they rent for and in terms of what they sell for. Um, there was one exception to that, which was a, a neighborhood known as Alta Vista. I went ahead and just deleted that data because it had homes ranging from being sold for 300000 to being sold for a million. That completely screwed up the data. And, and again, I just wanted things to be consistent. I deleted that neighborhood just completely out of here and just looked at what are... Uh, the properties in these subdivisions renting for on average, and then what are they selling for on average. And so here's what I came up with. On average, based on this criteria, the average property that rented was for $1,470.88. I don't know where that 88 cents comes from. Um, There were a few on here that for some reason had uh, cents in there, fifty cents, twenty-five cents. Uh, these landlords are really trying to squeeze every penny out of uh, out of their tenants as possible. But we came up with one thousand four hundred seventy dollars and eighty-eight cents. The past six months, rentals in the MLS in some type of subdivision or neighborhood, excluding Alta Vista. All right, that those are our general criteria that we're looking at now. In the Greenville market, there are a lot of rentals that are below that fourteen seventy threshold. Again, uh, the reason for that, well, I should mention, I also filtered out apartments, condos, townhomes, those types of properties. These are single family residences, detached residences only. Um, And so that basically uh, got us out of a lot of the uh, lower end rentals. I just wanted to see what our houses like, because most people that are wanting to buy, they're wanting to buy houses. So we need to look at At an apples to apples comparison here. The average home sale among the same neighborhoods that I pulled these rentals from was $222,616. We'll just round it up. $616. So $222,616. I feel like I'm on the prices right here. Um, $222,616 was the average price that homes in these neighborhoods sold for. So again, the average rent was $1,470 a month. The average sold was $222,616. Okay, so that's that. And that's not surprising. We've talked about um, just recently when we were looking at market statistics, the median home sale in Greenville is around $230,000. So the fact that our average here was 222,616 is really close to what our median is. So those are good numbers. Those are good numbers that that we're looking at here. Um, So then I took this a step further. It's like, okay, so we have that average 222,616. What would that look like as a mortgage? Right? Um, What would it compare in terms of if we're comparing that number to the rental, um, are we higher? Are we paying more for our mortgage than we would be to rent? Or are we paying less? So I did some calculations. And of course, when you're renting, you typically are not paying for taxes and insurance unless you have rental insurance, which is a good idea, by the way. But in terms of having uh, insurance like homeowner's insurance. The, the tenants are not responsible for that. So what I did was I took the, um, the approximate uh, mortgage payment. So I, I calculated an amortization schedule, figured out based on a 4% mortgage, which right now you, know, you can get a lot lower than that. Um, at some point, it'll probably go higher than that. But at 4% interest on your mortgage, and let's just assume taxes and insurance are around $200 a month total for the two of them. I know that's a blanket thing to apply to all of these, but just for simplicity, I just went ahead and did that. Let's just assume that's a pretty a pretty good guess that you're paying uh, $1,200 for insurance, $1,200 for property taxes. You're probably going to be paying, uh, honestly, in a lot of cases, a lot less than that and probably in some cases a little bit more, but in most cases not a whole lot more than that. Most of these are actually gonna skew high based on that calculation, and so I took the what the monthly mortgage payment should be based on an amortization schedule of a 4% interest rate on your mortgage on a 30-year mortgage, added $200 a month in there, and what I came up with on that $222,616 uh, mortgage, Uh, and I'm I'm assuming, you know, that's the full mortgage amount, no down payments or anything like that. The monthly mortgage payment would be $1,262.80. $1,262.80 compared to the average rent in those neighborhoods of $1,470. So that is a difference of $208.08. Now, what we didn't discuss is utilities, in most cases around here, tenants are responsible for paying the utilities. Um, I did not discuss HOA fees. HOA fees would typically be paid um, by the by the landlord. So there is a possibility for some variance in there for some of these that have HOA fees. But a lot of these communities, because they're um, housing communities, not apartment communities, usually those HOA fees are going to be maybe three, $400 a year total. So we're talking about, you know, a difference of maybe $30 a month. It's not, for the most part, a major, major difference. So on average, based on the, the data set that I selected here, that I felt like was a fair data set from the past six months, just looking at houses, just looking at houses within communities where there's consistency of data. The difference is You will be paying $208 less on average if you own and if you buy versus renting. And that is exactly what my intuition told me was going to happen. It seems like, in most cases, it makes more sense to buy than to rent. And me as a realtor, obviously, uh, you're probably thinking, well, of course, he wants me to think that it makes more sense to buy than to rent. Well, listen, I'll remind you, I own rental properties as well. I do not want everyone right now to stop renting and to buy everything. That would be disastrous for me. Um, I, I would not have a, a, a good situation with some of my rental properties that I have. Um, so I want there to be renters. I want Greenville to have a robust rent market. But just looking at the data, renting is disproportionately high compared to buying. So we've talked about buying as an investment, um, your primary resident, you should see it as an investment. I kind of last episode talked about, well, there's another way to look at it here, that it's more than just an investment. It's also your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is heavily impacted by where you live. Um, Here, I'm kind of pivoting back and showing again, the other side of it. And that's that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to rent because I don't want to keep paying money to the man, right? I don't wanna keep giving money to my landlord, not letting that money work for me. I want to uh, have a situation where I can have a mortgage, pay my interest down, and eventually be paying off the house, having equity in that house, being able to then turn that equity into something beneficial down the road. People frequently call that strategy the American dream. That is how a lot of people have built their wealth over the years. Well, there's another angle to that, which is that not only does buying versus renting help you to, to gain equity in your house but and, and eventually to hopefully build wealth down the road, but it also helps you to save money here and now in most instances. Again, on average, based on this data, people that are buying are just saving close to $200 a month. Now, when we dig into the data, we find some other things, and and this shouldn't come as a surprise, that homes that are more expensive are better to rent than to buy. A a great example of this is if you want to live in the Gower Estates or the Augusta Road or the North Main Sections or the, uh, the Art District or Overbrook, if you're looking to to go into any of those areas, you will save money per month. Again, we're not talking about um, you know any of these other things with gaining equity or whatnot. Again, I'm not a financial counselor. It might make sense for you to rent. It might make sense for you to buy financially. That's not the scope of this episode. Um, in those areas where the purchase of the home or the cost of the home, like Gower Estates, for instance, our average is about half a million um, and again, that's about double what our average home sale is around here, which is around the median is around 230. The average is closer to 260. Um, so in Gower, where the average home sale is around 500,000, I found the average rent to be around 1300. Now, that's a bit of an anomaly. Um, th- that kind of has, has a lot to do with sample size and whatnot. Um, we need more uh, a heavier sample size. Of course, people that are renting in Gower are typically uh, renting smaller properties. And so that's causing them to be uh, not as expensive as some of these other massive properties that are being sold there that are three, 4, thousand square feet. Um, but we see this consistently in neighborhoods where the home sale um, is more expensive than our average Augusta Road. The average rent there okay so this is a little bit better sample size uh was was two thousand dollars a month so that is quite a bit above the average but the average home sale there was four hundred eighty-two thousand. dollars so even when we factor in all of our mortgage calculations and honestly our mortgage ca- calculation putting the 200 in there for taxes and insurance now is probably too low and and actually uh making the purchase option more attractive um, you're actually saving $500 a month, again, probably more um, because of how I I've, I've put this formula in. you would probably be saving more than that by renting versus owning. And so that's something to consider. If you are wanting to live in some of those areas and you don't think that you're going to be there for very long and you're a little bit concerned about the economy or whatever the case may be, you're not looking to try to build up equity and, and or you're concerned about that strategy, it might make sense to, to rent in some of those more expensive neighborhoods and, uh, and save the money now and just kind of go about it that way. That is one way to look at it. Now, there was one major, major, major exception to this trend, and that was uh, an interesting one, also kind of intuitive. Um, where we have in the MLS a subdivision that's not really a subdivision, um, but it's kind of a catch-all subdivision called downtown. And that stands for, of course, downtown Greenville. And that can encompass a whole lot of areas. Now, we, a good realtor that enters it will only enter downtown if it doesn't fit any other subdivisions. But in that downtown uh, for single-family detached residences uh, category, the average home sale was three hundred twenty thousand, which gave me a, an average mortgage of about seventeen twenty-three. Maybe that's a little low. Again, probably taxes and insurance would be a little bit higher than two hundred a month total. Um, but anyway, I came up with seventeen twenty-three per month, and the average rent in the downtown area was twenty-one fifty. So downtown, you're going to be saving around $400, by my calculation, $425 a month buying versus renting, paying your mortgage versus renting. So that was a very interesting anomaly that I ran into. Now, from a metadata standpoint, we see the data really flip. So we see kind of an, uh, an inverted can't think of what the term is called but like an inverted curve once you get below the average home sale in Greenville and this makes perfect sense basically homes that cost below the average and below the median uh, and again the, the difference between average and median the median is the middle number in a string of numbers The average is you take all the numbers, add them together, and then divide them by the total number of numbers. So I like to look at the median in Greenville because the market can be very top-heavy. We have a handful of very expensive houses and then a gazillion houses in the mid-200s. By looking at the median, you actually get closer to the average than if you look at the average. Um, But the difference between the median and the average is still only about a $30,000 difference, the median being close to two thirty. The average being close to 260, and those are the two spots exactly where we see the biggest break. So um, above 260, you really see that it is based on these numbers more advantageous or more, uh, uh, I should say, less expensive. The advantageousness kind of depends on on personal factors, but it's less expensive to rent versus paying your mortgage, typically for homes that are being sold above 260. Whereas below 260, that's when the curve inverts. And when we start seeing much more consistently, that it is cheaper to pay your mortgage versus renting. And again, I think that that curve is probably would probably be even more dramatic if I had really accurate um, taxes and insurance numbers in here, which was beyond the scope of what uh, I was able to do for the purposes of of this podcast. Then you go below 230,000. Now this is our median home sale price uh, in the upstate. Below 230,000 is where you really start to see the differences. So um, if I take the sample of all homes below 230,000, here's what's interesting. The average rent price does not change that dramatically versus the entire sample size. The average rent price goes from 1470 with the entire sample size, including $500,000 homes. If you take all the homes uh, below $230,000 and get rid of everything else, that average rent price only goes down to $1,430. That is what was that? A $40 difference. A $40 difference. But we're talking about getting rid of all the homes above $230,000. That is a, an astonishing difference. That means, so that $1,400, $1,500 range, that is what families are looking to rent for. And it really doesn't seem to make that big of a difference where the location is or how expensive the property is, in general, that $1,400, $1,500 range is going to be the average. That is a fascinating piece of data. The average mortgage, of course, went went down. Um, so our average, when we had the entire sample size, was $222,616. you all remember that number. Uh, when we're looking at these homes uh, that are below 230000 now we're looking at the average I I shouldn't say mortgage amount, I should say the average home sale amount of $187,749. $187,749. And that takes our mortgage uh, down, again, based on the amortization calculations, based on $200 a month for principles, for for rather taxes and insurance, that takes us uh, down to $1,096.30 cents. So what does that mean? That means that the average mortgage for these types of homes that are selling below 230000 is going to cost, based on my calculations, um, close to $333 cheaper than it would be to rent in the exact same neighborhoods. We're looking at the exact same neighborhoods that I pulled the rental data from as I pulled the home sale data from. That's a big difference. Like that's gonna take a while to, um, to have expenses. I know as a homeowner, um, there are more expenses. Sorry for that beep, I accidentally hit my, uh, my electronic desk here. Um, I know that uh, as a homeowner you have more expenses, but $333 a month is a lot of money that you can use for other things. So does it make more sense to buy or to rent? Again, your situation uh, will determine that ultimately. But looking at the data in Greenville, until you get above average in terms of the home sale price, everything that is average or below in Greenville for home sales is going to generally be cheaper on average To pay your monthly mortgage payment than it will be to rent. And even as interest rates go up, I know I base this on a 4% uh, mortgage interest rate, even as interest rates go up, um, until they start like really going up dramatically, these numbers will will still remain pretty consistent. I mean, even if we go from, you know, again, I, I was based on 4%, which a lot of you are getting lower than that. Um, I'm seeing some VA loans right now in the twos. I mean, it, it is insane right now what is happening on the mortgage markets. Um, but even if we go up to 4.5%, 5%, that's not going to change these numbers as dramatically as you might think. Um, and so if you're in a situation where you're trying to to figure out whether you should rent, whether you should buy, what makes the most sense... In general, not taking into account all the different, all your different personal financial situations, not taking into account um, what uh, type of mortgage you can get, and and not taking into account, you know, all all of the those variables, just looking strictly at these numbers. If you're looking at an average home in Greenville, a home that is two hundred sixty thousand uh, dollars average sale price or below, or two hundred thirty or below. Um, it's going to be cheaper for you to buy that house than it will be for you to rent it. And there are, other, there are a lot of other things to consider, but strictly from a cost standpoint, it is disproportionately expensive to rent those properties versus buying. Now, if you want to live in a, in a nice area like Augusta Road, you might consider uh, renting a little bit more seriously. You're going to find that renting is, is going to be cheaper than it will be to buy. At least from the standpoint of your monthly mortgage payments, um, downtown. I, I might dig into that data a little bit more because that that one was the big anomaly, and I'm curious exactly what all of the factors were uh, that went into that. Um, but downtown, it probably varies from one area to another. You know, there is uh, parts of, of West Greenville that people will consider to be downtown or parts of uh, South Greenville that people might consider to be downtown that you'd probably be like, "Mm, no, that is kind of its own different area. Might be kind of a mill area that people are classifying as downtown. There's an area called Sterling uh, that's technically a 29601 area code, uh, zip code rather. Um, And that is our downtown Greenville zip code but there are parts of Sterling that really are more like Deneen and, and Judson, kind of the, area, the areas where our main hospitals are. Um, so downtown is the big wild card. If you want to live downtown, um, it depends on what part of downtown you mean. Probably if you want to be in the heart of downtown, I'm guessing that's where renting is going to be cheaper than buying. Um, if you want to be kind of on the outskirts of downtown, Based on this data, I'm guessing that buying is going to be cheaper than renting, um, and so there are a lot of uh, a lot of different considerations there. Um, in general, on average, if you're looking to come to Greenville, let's say you're coming from another area, and you're looking to be in a house, expect to be spending around 14 to 1,500 dollars a month if you plan to rent. That's a a good guideline a good measuring stick there are more there are ones that are cheaper there are ones that are more expensive but that is your average right there and if you want to buy you can you know probably have an average mortgage payment in the 12 to 1300 a month range in those same neighborhoods at least as things currently stand that's all for today's episode Um, Again, if you want to reach out to me, I'd love to talk to you. My contact information is in the show notes, as always. Don't forget to subscribe, to rate, to review our podcast. We now have six months left in 2020. Let's have a great second half to this year.